1: Hello and welcome to another video and podcast from Fantasy Football Scout. Here we are looking ahead, not just to game week 22, uh, but to the rest of the season by focusing on our pundits' picks for the best second half of 2023-24 differentials. These are low-owned players, perhaps they're returning from injury, perhaps they've been overlooked by their teams, but suddenly um, finding themselves in the first team. uh, Or they may just have just simply an upturn in form. My name is Joe, and uh, we've got an array of uh, pundits views to go through here, to sift through here, including AS, um, Late Riser, uh, Fantasy Football Scouts, editor Neil, many more as well. And before we crack on, um, let's uh, just a reminder for everyone to do press that like button really helps us out and also do subscribe as well. So you can keep up to date with our latest videos and podcasts. Have a look at fantasyfootballscout.co.uk as well. it's really useful uh, to have a look at that for all the members areas offers that we've got going on there. Um, so you can, keep up, you can uh, keep up to date stats wise with what's going on during the week and help you uh, plan your future transfers, uh, especially things like the Rate My Team tool, that type of thing. Uh, lots of um, gadgets there to help you climb up your mini leagues. Well, that's the aim anyway. OK, so this is largely based on an article we've got on Fantasy Football Scout uh, where we've collated the views of the pundits about how wh- who they think are going to be the sort of top differentials for the rest of the season. Sort of to go alongside this video, I do urge you to have a look at a video I recorded with Tom Freeman, the deputy editor at Fancy Football Scout. He's the a resident differential picker at uh, Fancy Football Scout, does all the, et- the, the articles there. He also, in his own team, got Jotter in the game at 21. So he got a nice 19-point haul for his own team there. So he's pretty good. Picking there, and his views are also included in that. But do have a look at that video, he's got lots of advice about how to pick a differential, um, how to climb up the mini leagues, and getting those players right. I've had a, I've had a stab at trying to um get select my own for Game Week 22, and um, uh, I, w- I wouldn't say he, he was quite kind <laughs> about my choices, um, uh, but he picked some better ones. Um, okay, um, let's have a look and see who these pundits have picked. So we'll go with uh, Praz first, let's have a look and see what he's got. So his top tip is Andrew Robertson. Remember him, Andy Robertson? Uh, plays for Liverpool, defender. Um, historically, he can match even better, Alexander-Arnold, but he's massively cheap. Um, 6.4 million uh, defender there. Ownership, 2.2% when this article came out. So that was a day or so ago. Um, uh, what does Praz say about Robertson? He says, every season there is one team that goes deep across all competitions, causing several blanks and doubles along the way. This year, it seems to be Liverpool. And at the time of writing, uh, well, so this, I, uh, he, it, as he was as he was writing this, they were preparing um, to go into their um, League Cup semi-final, final leg. Um, so at that stage, it was it remains to be seen whether they would be in the League Cup final. When you watch this, you will know the answer to that. But nevertheless, he is saying that for the teams like this, their glue guys become important. And glue guys, they're sort of, the guns, the guys that the manager sticks in, in real life, and also in FPL terms as well. These are the guys that even with the threat of rotation, will play most of the games as well. Um he, he was saying, you know, obviously with Salah, Alexander Arnold if it these are the sorts of players in Liverpool. And, and he believes that Andrew Robertson is one of those as well. And as I said, he's about two million cheaper than Alexander-Arnold. I'm really tempted to go there if I want to save a bit of money or if I just simply can't get to Alexander-Arnold and want one of these glue guys that Praz talks about. Um, he's also pointing out that Liverpool's defence have been top three under most metrics this season um, and adding a second defender um, who at 64 um a uh, second Liverpool defender, could easily match the likes of, say, Poro, for example. Um, so um, he really feels that um, Andrew Robertson, perhaps perhaps in a double up with Alexander-Arnold, but also with, alongside perhaps a Stupinan or Poro or instead of those players. He's just a really great player to have in your team. And he believes that he's going to be over his injury, hopefully, and uh, he's going to have a great second half of the season. So, yeah, I mean, he's, it's, it's certainly certainly a player I've got my eye on. Okay, who's up next? Uh, we've got Hibbo, um, uh, who is a uh, regular picking captains for Fantasy Football Scout. See how he does with a differential. So, who is his second half of the season differential of choice? Obviously, he's gone fully within the radar. Everyone knows about Ivan Tony now. Came back, scored um, after a lengthy ban as well. Um, he's got a lot of fixtures. Got a lot of fixtures coming up, which is good um, for Brentford. So um, he's not gonna not gonna blank. Um, they're not in so many cup competitions. Can be quite reliable, and he's gonna double. Game twenty five. It is a poor double though with Liverpool, Man City, but nevertheless. He has a double game week coming up as well. Um, Hibbo says um, the returning Ivan Tony threatens to break the FPL frontline template for the second half of the season. With the Brentford marksman currently owned by less than 5% of top 10K managers. Um, He he also points out he was last season's third highest goal scorer. um, And he's showing no signs of rustiness uh, in Brentford's uh, victory over Nottingham Forest uh, with his rather cheeky free kick um and a glance at the player table from the last uh, last year shows that tony place is placed in the top five for both big chances and expected goals that's last season stats i know it was last season but that's what we got to go on really apart from one game um, this season yeah so very strong i mean i can definitely see tony coming into my team at some point um Okay, that, I mean, that double there, he can score against anyone. Uh, we've seen him score against top teams like Man City before as well. In fact, arguably, Brentford last season were better, were more reliable against those sorts of teams. Um, so, yeah, another another one I definitely very much approve on. Um, well, let's race through these here. Who is next? Uh, we've got Az next. Let's see who Az has picked. He's gone for Garnacho. Um, already in my side, so obviously I fully endorse uh, Garnacho as a selection. Um, but it doesn't doesn't seem as exciting as Tony or Andy Robertson. But nevertheless, Garnacho, midfield of Manchester United priced at 4.8 million I think he might have gone up to 4.9 but hes always around that definitely um, his ownership is 5.6 percent um so yeah he's very low owned um, he's I've got I've got an ass, I've had him for a couple of weeks <clears throat> sorry a couple of weeks in my team and I've had gotten an assist out of him um, which is reasonable for for a player that cheap but so I'm just gonna get a little bit of water mm. so it's, it's you know reasonable um, for that. But I, I'm, I'm hoping for a bit more, and he might end up on my bench uh, in Game week 22. This is what Az says about Gunacho. He's going to back Gunacho as the best enabler over the second half of the season. He's got an expected goal involvement non penalty uh, every 90 minutes of 0.41 Personally, I look at those metrics. I don't know what that means. Is he any good at scoring as well? Um, But his touches in the box per 90 and his shots per 90 is among the best in the league. Okay, now, now you've got me. As long as you said the best there. So as has won me over with that second stat there. Um, but if you're more of an eye test manager, he says his goal against Everton is surely surely all you need. Obviously, obviously a, a goal of the season contender there. Um, he's pointing out that many of us are moving to a 3-4-3 to accommodate the likes of Harland, uh, Watkins, possibly Tony, we've already mentioned. There's also Solanke, um, with the, um, myself and... Um, Tom, and I also did a video with FPL General early in the week looking at strikers as well. Yeah, there's so many, there's so many good strikers to have. And that's not even counting the enablers like, say, Chris Wood or Pedro at Brighton as well. So, yeah, he's right there. 3-4-3 three, three probably will become uh, vogue for the second half of the season. I'm um, going to want to tap into those uh, strikers who are getting double game weeks. And Garnacho 4.8, perfect Fifth midfielder, put him on the bench. You can field him most weeks as well. Uh, he looks a great player to target. As another, I agree with. I'm, I'm full of agreement for these pundits so far. um Who's next up? Uh, Top Marks. Uh, okay, Top Marks. Who is a bit of a whiz behind the scenes in the members area there? Um, so who is he? He's Jota. Um, and he's pointed out that he's probably not under the radar anymore. <laughs> but Jota, nevertheless, he feels um, with the Liverpool front line, even with Salah back in the second half of the season, Jota's going to really come into his own. They're hugely relied upon um, probably their best number nine um, at the moment. Um, but there is a lot of competition as well. Darwin Nunes can play through the centre. Um, we've got Gakpo as well but he feels that Jota at 7.9 million is a great prospect for the second half of the season. His ownership 7% is creeping up and uh, certainly creeping up after a 19 point haul gaming 21. Uh, that equals his career best score in, uh, FPL. Um, and, and yeah, top marks is very, very, uh, very keen to point out that, that, that he, he's not under the radar as such. He's just going to be a good low owned, uh, uh option. Um, He's also favoured by fancy football members areas, rate my team tool over the next six game weeks. He ranks third among all players. That is good. Um, and I'm looking at that and thinking, wow, well, maybe I should have gone in. Um, I, I, I think even though he's got a 19 point haul previously, I don't think you're chasing points. I think he's going to carry on scoring. And this is what um, uh, Top Marks is saying from using the, the, uh, the uh, rate my team tool in the members area that, is actually one of the top scoring players over the next few weeks. He can see his expected minutes increasing ahead of the game week. Um, and, uh, you know, he feels that he's going to do really, really well. Um, could be a useful asset even after AFCON finishes, uh, points out top marks. And he's saying, cast your mind back to the previous edition of this tournament, back in 21-22. Salah was on fire before he left, racking up 170 points. Um, uh, but that rate dropped markedly. Uh, afterwards and that was famous and it's almost like a cliche that you know Salah hasn't been good since Afcon that kind of thing um, but yeah they might need players to step up and and, and they're really signed to gel as an attack even without Salah at the moment um, so yeah another I very much approve for I do wish he was in my side obviously uh, uh, I wish any player that got 19 points in my side <laughs> so I get that 19 points uh, but I don't think it's too late to go for him so I think Jota is a very good point and he has a double game in game at 25 um, so you, you think you should immediately get some returns there um, okay who is next it's a late riser from FPL wire Um, he is a Manchester United fan <laughs> so there's no surprise here but nevertheless um, Hoyland has started to get on the, the score sheet um, he, a very young striker you forget how young he is his ownership is only 3.4% but I mean, uh, as Late Rider said, he's, I mean, as he admits, he's a Manchester United fan. He wants to weigh in about his team. Um... And he wants to make sure that, that we understand that there could be some really great options there. Um, he feels that the, the attack sort of gelling at the moment. The best front that Eric Ten Hag has got his his best front three. Marcus Rashford um, out on the left, Hoyland through the middle and then Garnaccio out on the right. And I expect he says he expects United Forms to improve for the second half of the season. Um, and he feels that... Um, the likes of uh, uh, similar would apply. So we've already mentioned Garnacho, but similar apply to Rashford as well. It feels that Rashford, Garnaccio and Hoyland are showing improved signs of, of, of form. Garnacho's creativity in particular will be needed um, to, you know, someone's got to assist Hoyland. Uh, he feels that he's benefiting from a, a better balance in the team at the moment. Um, he also thinks, uh, late riser thinks, there's a great good relationship forming with Marcus Rashford on the pitch, um, and he feels that um, he's pretty gave a good value at six point eight million. Um, he's also pointing out Anthony Marshall is perma injured, obviously, uh, which means Hoyland should play more than ninety minutes, um, and he's and he's not um yeah and he's not fully confident about rashford and bruno but he feels more confident about hoyland um he probably he's probably not a player i would go for i've got gun in my side and i think he's a perfect sort of fifth midfielder and i'm not i think there's so much competition up front f- f- at the moment in the game that it's not player i'm looking at but i don't, certainly don't rule hoyland out and if he keeps on scoring obviously i'm going to want to get him in especially if there's a double game week coming there so um, yeah one one for me to monitor I'm not wholly um, I'm not being a Manchester United fan I'm not wholly optimistic uh, but uh, yeah one to monitor um, okay who's next Neil Fancy Football Scouts editor um, I hope he's gone for someone really exciting all these amazing attackers let's see who he's got uh, Sven Botman <laughs> okay uh, 4.5 million defender Sven Botman uh, only owned by five 5.5% at the moment. I wonder why. Uh, he's been injured a lot. Um, so Neil was pointing out he's, he's not really an under-the-radar pick in terms of being an undiscovered gem for the second half of the season. But it's more around injuries as well. Um, he feels like Newcastle's United form um, will pick up over the second half of the season. Obviously, they're not involved in Europe anymore anymore. Um, And he's currently in, so his his ownership is 5.5% and he's currently in 1.9% of squads in the top 100k points out, Neil. Um, And he was a staple in many teams. And yeah, I mean, 4.5 million for a Newcastle defender who's going to play and has goal threat. is great. Um, He feels as well that um, there's some, I mean, some really good fixtures for Botman coming up from game 23 onwards. And there is speculation as I'm talking now, which is um, in the preparation for Game Week 22, uh, during January, there's speculation that Kieran Trippier could leave. He's certainly being earmarked with a departure to Bayern Munich. By the time you watch, watch this, he may have gone or he may have pledged his future. The rest of his career to Newcastle United i don't know um but if that if that does happen there will be a stampede for tino leveramento points out neil and yeah that's true there will be um there but you know if you wanted to double up on the defense if you wanted an alternative there <clears throat> I think it could be um, it could be someone to option as well, uh, uh, an option to go for. He also points out that Harvey Barnes is someone who's going to be monitoring, especially if uh, Almiron uh, leaves. There's speculation he may leave in this window um, um, as he comes back to fitness. He's not fit yet, but could come back. I, I'm, I'm, uh, it would have been nice perhaps Harvey Barnes to be in the, the sister part from Spen Botman, but... Um, I can, I can understand why, because you, you definitely want someone who's back from injury rather than someone who may or may not return at some point from injury um, there. So, yeah, it's I mean, I certainly don't rule out getting Botman in my scene, but he would be an enabler to get someone more exciting, I think. Um, but that's yeah, well, good to see him there. Um, and I do like the Harvey Barnes shout, uh, should Harvey Barnes um come back from fitness uh, get get back into fitness come back from injury um soon um okay and i think we're on to the last one now um and this is this is someone who has been um put forward by two people so our resident differential expert fantasy football scout deputy editor tom and Zofa from Zofa from uh, fpl wire they've gone for the same one okay so this is what they're saying and who have they picked it's kudos a west ham um, who is returning early from AFCON. He'll be needed for West Ham because they've been pretty poor up front without him. Uh, he's only 6.8 million. His ownership is 3.3%. I didn't realise it was so low, actually. I, I think when you look at Twitter and you see, oh, I've got Kudos. Got, um, I just assumed he was more owned. But um, yeah, very much under the radar, weirdly. And one of the best players in the Premier League. So he thinks he's going to have a... Uh, both tom and sofa uh, think that he's going to have a really good um, second half of the season and, um, and 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 they point out that there's no doubt west ham struggled for goals in january and it's only when you analyze the stats that the importance of kudos becomes so apparent in the three games he started prior to afcon they they scored seven goals against arsenal manchester united and wolves whereas without kudos in the starting 11 and lucas uh, pacetar as well So they point out it's not just Kudos. Uh, They have scored only two goals in two matches. Kudos has produced four goals, seven bonus, and a total of 41 points between game weeks 14 and 19. And his return will be vital to David Moy's side, they point out. Um, They also do point out that um, uh, uh, that his return from AFCON early as well will be um, very much needed. Um, Tom has said... uh, Priced at 6.8 million, Kudos looks an intriguing mid-price option for those seeking alternative to the far more popular Bowen. Um, so, yeah, some really good choices there. Um, I think they're really um, interesting ones. It's, it's, I remember this sort of article has been going out f- at Fantasy Football Scout every year, really. And it's it's actually a really important article to look at. And so that's why I wanted to sort of focus it on, you know, if you for those that either don't want to read it (laughs) or just like to listen and and, uh, look at videos instead. Um, But I do have, I do urge you to go and have a look at the video, but it's really important each year. And, you know, previous years say, oh, I remember one year, Leighton Baines from Everton. This is when Leighton Baines was a thing. um, And he was injured uh, for a lot of the the first half of the season. And then he was coming back from injury. And of course that suddenly, you know, it's just that reminder, these players, they're a bit cheaper, they're low owned. And these are the sorts of players you want to go up. Um, to, to climb up the mini league. So it's a very handy little reminder for us all there. Um, just for I go, just remember, do press that like button and do subscribe as well. Keep up to date with our videos uh, and podcasts and have a look at fantasyfootballscout.co.uk for those uh, members offers as well. So you can have a look at, I think, the Rate My Team tool was mentioned there by Top Mark. So do, do have a look at that. Um, thanks a lot for your time. Good luck in game week 22. Good luck with the rest of the season. See you soon.